The Candid Frame is supported by donations by listeners just like you. You can support the show by clicking on the donate button on the website or in the show notes. This is Ibarian X, and this is The Candid Frame. The Miami Street Photography Festival, which began as a modest enterprise several years ago, has blossomed into a premier event. The roster of photographers have been impressive from the very beginning, and it's no less so this year. Photographers like Maggie Stieber, David Allen Harvey, Pete Turnley, and Harvey Stein are going to be in attendance during the three-day event. And if Miami is accessible to you, you don't want to make the mistake of not going. The festival was founded by today's guest, Juan Reyes, who created the festival as an extension of his personal passion for street photography. He and his collaborators have created something very exceptional. And if you aren't able to make it this year, you should make plans to do it next year. I, for one, will be doing just that. Thank you for making time for me this morning. I really uh, appreciate it. And I, I, I really in, uh, enjoyed having the chance to uh, meet you when you were in L.A. Thank you for, for the opportunity as well. And yeah, I had a great time in L.A. And it was uh, great uh, to meet you. Well, I, I, I want to talk to you about the Miami Street Photography Festival. But I want to find out more about, about you. I know that you uh, helped start the Miami Street Photography a Meetup Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, that's where uh, the festival started. But uh, where where did your interest in street photography begin? And what what was your story even before you picked up a camera? I've been doing photography for a long time. I think I would say since I was a kid, I, I was interested in, ca- in, in ca- I had a camera and I was taking pictures, but never really in specific uh, subjects, just taking pictures. I would say since 2003, 2004, I got my first the first digital I went into digital and I started shooting more and then I, I in 2009 I did a um, 2008 2009 I did a uh, I started looking into uh, what kind of subject, uh, subjects really uh, caught my attention so I did a workshop with Jay Maysell in New York and really a street photographer but he does shoot a lot of people and and interacts with people and looks for gestures in people and how those uh, gestures can be combined with color and light. So his workshop was really an eye-opener to me, and I really became more interested in in having people on, this, on the streets or in public places as my main uh, interest. And I did a couple of workshops with him, and I learned a lot about you know, and then and that evolved, I guess, into a, more of a street photography interest. And then I went to a uh, Alex Webb uh, workshop, and which I've always liked his 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 pictures. And that's when I really became okay. This is what I was really kind of interested, in. I couldn't really be, uh, pinpoint. So then I, after that, in 2010, I became uh, I started shooting just mainly street photography. Man, those are two heavy hitters to 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 study yeah. with her early on. I mean, man, Alex Webb and, and Jane Maisel. Yeah. Were you intimidated? I, I think I was intimidated more when I first went to Jay's workshop mm-hmm. because he has uh, this sort of reputation of being really hard. Yeah. And and I, I, I wanted that. 
because I really wanted to learn to be a good critic of my own pictures and I wanted to hear from somebody who was uh, and, and eventually ended up being just like he's he's probably the nicest guy the nicest guy that I've ever met and I really look up to him as almost like my mentor my God, I spent so much so much time with him and walking on the streets I, the, the things that I learned uh, with him are just invaluable and with him as a as a person, as a photographer, and his philosophy of life, and, and the way of looking at pictures, and what makes a picture original, and and not just and try to uh, you know make your your pictures original. So I was kind of nervous that, and and then when I went back the second time, he actually said, "You're coming back for more. You can get another <laughs> more of this." You know, and I said, "Yeah." So I thought it was a, it was a it was a great great experience. Yeah, you know you can you can tell a lot about a photographer by the people that they've sort of not just taken workshops with, but the photographers that they follow and mm-hmm. and who they you know demonstrate an interest in. Mm-hmm. You know there are a lot of photographers there that talk all about equipment and gear and and people's conversations revolve around that. And then there are other people who are really immersed into photography. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the latter you can really see the difference in the photographs. Mm-hmm. Even if the photographs aren't at the level of the people that they admire, you can see in their photographs that they're aspiring for that. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's really, that's such an important thing, uh, especially if you want to get better uh, as, as a photographer. Right. What's your story uh, when you're not with a camera? What, what, uh, how, do you, how do you make a living? I'm a doctor. Are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been practicing medicine for almost 20 years. And I'm also, over the last three or four, well, four years now, I've been introducing technology into medicine. So I, I, I worked for a technology company uh, building uh, mobile apps for healthcare. So right now I'm basically kind of dividing my time between that and the other things that I'm doing. But I am a big believer of uh, technology and making big changes in healthcare. So that's what I, I, I do my my other time so what did your your practice of of medicine and help you with respect to your photography were there any sort of skill set or or or, you know modes of thinking or 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 doing your work that helps you when it came time to using the camera i think the 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 when you practice medicine you see a lot of different emotions throughout the day uh, and human emotion is always been a subject that creates really powerful photographs. So I think my exposure to the, the human condition and the human emotions, when there is whether there is pain and suffering or whether it's joy, when there is a newborn being born or or or, or a disease uh, happening. So and that range, I think carried over to my photography and I say, how can I capture that just in a daily life when you go out on the street? And so I think um, I'm always trying to find that, that emotion. I think that probably would say, I would say is how my experience in medicine carries over to, to my photography. Does your bedside manner translate to how you interact with people with, for your street photography? I think, I think so. I think you have to have a good way of relating to people because I think you have a when you take pictures of people, you have a, a duty to capture them in the best way you can mm-hmm. and do the best you can to represent them well in that picture. Yeah. Uh, whether they are aware of that picture or not, whether you're you're talking to them about it or whether you just take a 
candid photographs where they don't know about it. I think you still have the uh, duty to be respectful to that person and show them in the best way that you can. So I think that probably comes from that. Yeah. There are some doctors who really invest a lot of who they are by the fact that they're a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't just they don't just introduce themselves as John Smith. I'm Dr. John Smith, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because they invest so much of their identity with with that. Right. And I'm wondering that, you know, with all that you had accomplished in order to become a doctor, how did you contend with the whole ego thing from going for something that you're very accomplished at to something that you're a complete novice at. Mm. I know that you weren't trying to do photography as a profession, but did you feel anything just personally with respect to going from an area where you really are, you know, an authority into a place where you don't have that at all? Um, No, I I think every human being wants that challenge of learn new things from uh, constantly. I think we all should should strive for that. So to me, going to something that I, I didn't know, I, I wasn't an expert or I didn't know much about, it was actually exciting because then I can just go you know, with a beginner's mind and just try to absorb and, 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 and learn and become better and know more about it. And uh, I think actually that helped me. Because if I, if I had gone into it saying, oh, I'm, I'm the greatest photographer, then I probably, you know, would not have developed, probably I would not be able to the festival. Yeah. So street photography is a largely sort of isolated uh, experience. You're usually just going out there by yourself and, and making your photographs. And, you know, and now with the Internet, you, of course, you share it on the Internet, on your website or Instagram. What led you to want to create a group that would meet fairly regularly to share and discuss street photography. Why was that important to you? I think it was important because um, I really wanted to uh, find other people that wanted to uh, learn and with me and and develop something. So it was more about just creating something small that I could find other people. And I found a couple of people on, on, on the internet that were doing some of that stuff in Miami. So I reached out to them and said, hey, why don't we just get together and and talk about it and learn. And it wasn't necessarily just to go out and shoot in groups. It was more about the meetings mm-hmm. and to talk about it and to learn about it and to say, okay. Yeah. And, and and when I started a club, uh, and I called it my Street Photography Club, the main part of the meeting was to review the work of master uh, street photographers. That was the main part of the meeting. Uh, for a full hour devoted to just talking about Somebody, Cartier Bresson, Friedlander, uh, Frank, whoever. So it was it was important for us to learn and research and look at their work and share uh, books and stuff. So it was more about that, and a lot of good stuff came out of that. You know, a lot of friendships, and then they actually evolving to the festival. Actually, before we get into the festival, I just want to ask you about uh, maintaining a club because I've been involved in different groups. Uh, that are around mm-hmm. photography or other writing thing. And one of the most difficult things about that is ma- sustaining it because there's a, maybe a lot of interest in the beginning, but then sort of people sort of fall out and interest sort of wanes. And what do you think helped your group to sustain itself and to, and, and to grow? I think it was the topic. I think the experience of going out and trying to capture people it's new for a lot for for a lot of people, for a lot of photographers. So it's new, and you don't know how to do it. You want to know, you want to get better, and you want to talk about it. 
and then you discover there is so many people that have done it and so many great photographs out there. I think it was that. I don't know. And and also over the last few years, there's been this like a big renaissance of street photography. Street photography. Like um, <clears throat> I would say over the last five years, uh, just a huge interest in street photography all over the world. You know, we developed, created so many, you know, the collectives and people talking about it in Facebook groups. The Vivian Meyer story, I think, also contributed to the whole street photography thing. So I think it was that too. Um, everybody was hearing about it and became interested in about it. And so, yeah, and the, and the group just kept growing exponentially. You know, we started with eight people in the first one. Now, uh, I, my cl- the club has almost over a thousand members online on the, on the meetup group. And, um, and we still go out with, <clears throat> we don't go out and shoot as much. This year I was busy because of the festival, so I haven't done much about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think it's that and, and the interest and the opportunity to go out and shoot here all year round, I guess, in Miami. Um, I don't know. Well, how did the, that translate in or evolve into the, the festival? I was doing all the, you know, all the meetings with the club and uh, I started writing my blog on street photography also. And so I, I really, and I started seeing all these things on the internet and I said, well, I think we probably need to to have some sort of event that kind of brings people together and where people can show their work and 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 create a festival. In Miami, it was great. There, there, there is this week called Art Basel here in Miami, which all the... Art is one of the greatest art fairs in the world. So I, I, I thought that it would be a great time to, to create something. And, and at that time, I, I reached out to Alex, Alex Webb, and I talked to, him, I talked to him about it and said, will he be willing to come down and just help me with the first, you know, to be the first, the first one in the festival speaker? And he, he loved the idea mm. so, from the beginning. So, and he's been with us pretty much every year. So... I, I think that that helped um, grow the event. So, what was one of the biggest challenges in, in getting that launched? I mean, because a festival is is no easy feat to to, to put together. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the, the the main challenge was uh, money. You know, um, because uh, there's some costs related to just finding a place to do it during the most expensive time in Miami to do it. It was that, but I was able to get some people to, to help me, some, some sponsors, uh, and early sponsors. Uh, and I also put some of my own money. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was a good investment of my own money to fund the first festival. And then after that was also try to get people to, to learn about it. You know, mm-hmm. to how do how do we reach out to people and to and I think uh, the fact that Alex was with us the first year I think it it, it gave the the event some sort of uh, validity and stature yeah. that that people trusted and so I was very grateful for that and uh, people have been trusting us with their support all these years. Well, what was it, what was the vision that you had for it? Not just for the first one, but you know. For for the entire thing, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of festivals dedicated to photography in one form or another, and mm-hmm. all of them do it slightly differently. But when you had when you're dreaming about it, what what was it that you wanted to have this be for for the people who attended? I really wanted to create a a platform where everybody can learn and also show their work. 
and it, it, and I wanted to make it a permanent event in a permanent place and grow it to have all kinds of educational things to learn about it and bring world-class photographers so people can can learn from them or, or hear their experiences and see their images and, and see what a good image is, but also give people the, uh, who are starting uh, and um, working on street photography to show uh, the quality work that they're doing. So mm-hmm. I was, it was really a vision of creating an international platform where people can show their work and at the same time offer top quality photographers come and share their, their, their experiences, their knowledge, and their images. So you've got, you've got some impressive people in the lineup for this year. Why don't you tell us about some of the people that uh, are going to be there in, uh, in December? Yeah, um, really happy to have uh, the, the photographers that we have uh, this year. Um, you know, David Allen Harvey is, is going to be there, and he's going to be doing a workshop, uh, which is already full so he creates a lot of attention. He has great images. He's gonna he's gonna have a, his own exhibit also as part of the festival. So we're gonna have a, a separate gallery in the same place uh, with his images this year as well. So he's he's really I'm very excited to that uh, he's gonna be here. Peter Turnley is also a great photographer who does a lot of uh, excellent work. So he's gonna be here as well. The change that we had to do this year was. Um, uh, recently, just for unforeseen circumstances, Bruce Davison cannot appear at the festival. So we, uh, he's, he's not going to be there. He's still going to be part of the judges that are going to select the, uh, the awards from among all the finalists. We also have Maggie Stever, uh, who's been with us pretty much every year. She's a great photographer. And, and we added also Harvey Stein to the lineup, and he's going to be doing a, a uh, uh, talk on the opening night of the festival, and he's going to be doing also a book signing. So we're we're really excited to have Harvey with us. You've got some amazing people, not only this year but in in years past. Um, yeah, has that been one of the challenges in terms of getting people like that to to uh, participate? A little bit, I think. Now that people know about it, and and I think when, when we invite people to be speakers, I really want to make sure that we offer them the best we can for them to be here comparable and, 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 cre- and create something great for, to show where they can share their work and, mm-hmm. and reach people. So I think that um, we have been doing consistently every year, and that helps now when I reach out to people to to be part of the festival, then they're very receptive and they already know about us because, and most of them have been Magrum photographers. So we're really trying to keep that uh, relationship with Magrum. In fact, Magnum Photos, we're developing a relationship with them now to probably op- offer workshops throughout the year, not just during the festival. So we might be announcing that soon, but we're, we're working on a partnership with Magnum Photos. Um, yeah. So, so tell me about the, your personal experience. I mean, being around just one of those photographers would probably be revelatory, but you know, being around a group of them, mm-hmm. uh, that must be particularly intoxicating. T- t- tell me about what that's like for you to be around uh, and interacting with those people. I think it's a, it's a great experience for me. I, I get to know 
all these photographers from you know just not not just you know from the photography but also as as as, as human beings and so we share a lot of a lot of stuff and uh, Bruce Gilden for example when he was here the year that he was here um, he was he was here a few months before the festival and we were talking about the his appearance and the workshop so he came down for a full week here to, in Miami. And I spent, and he he wanted me to go out and shoot with him because he wanted you know somebody who knew the the areas and things like that. So yeah, so I spent the whole week shooting with Bruce and you know having lunch with Bruce and talking all the time. And I got to know him on a personal level. I think he's a great guy. I think he has a lot of you know, a reputation that a lot of people you know think uh, differently. His style obviously is, is different from mm-hmm. most other people. But I, I learned a lot about, definitely about photography and how to pursue something that you really want, which I think is what Bruce does. And uh, I wrote about it in my in my blog, actually, the things that I learned from Bruce Gilden. And like I said, I think just sitting down with with someone and just sharing a meal, talking about about life, I think it's a it's a great experience. So that's what I I've been very grateful to be able to do all this last few years with every photographer that come down to to the event that was a great article that you wrote about your your experience with bruce i, I was oh, reading it and uh i love what he said about how you get past fear about it's not it's not courage it's passion mm-hmm. it's it's passion for the photograph that you're about to make that that will drive you past any fear and i thought that was just that was so so insightful, and you know I've read and seen so much about street photography, and I looked at that, and I was it just it was like it was like biting into the sweetest piece of fruit in the morning. Oh, thank. You. So thank you for for sharing that. I'll put a link on the on the website for it. But I think uh, I was reading that, and I'm going, wow! If if you can get that kind of insight from you know being around really great photographers, it makes it makes the time. So, so worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, what were some of the other experiences that you had that you felt like you learned something that you otherwise might not have picked up by, by you know, by creating and attending the, the festival? Well, I think uh, I, I've been learning so many things from the festival. And, and one of them, like I said, is establishing a relationship with these great photographers and learning from them for my own personal thing, but also, but also in general to to put things into the festival. I think it, 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 it's a lot of effort also to coordinate the whole event and working with uh, partners and sponsors. And uh, I, I think what I learned the most is that if you create something that has value and adds value, then people want to be part of it. And I always said, that, you know, like from the beginning, like I said, I put my own money and I lost money in the first festival. And I always said, I want to do this because I want to create something of value to the photography community, to the art community in our town, but also for international, for, for everybody. And I think when you create something that, that, that adds value that and, and try to give the most value you can, and people follow. And that's why I was able to associate with uh, great uh, sponsors and, and partnerships. So I think that's the most important thing. Why don't you give us a, a, a full breakdown of what happens here? Because you've mentioned there, there's some workshops, there's a contest, there's an exhibit. If you can give people a, an idea in terms of how many days this is, what's what to expect at each uh, uh, for each day. 
Yeah, the, the festival itself is uh, four days. It's from uh, Thursday through uh, Sunday, which is the same date that Art Basel Miami uh, happens here in December. And this, this year is going to be December 3rd through the 6th. And the main thing we, we have is the uh, three things. The, uh, the, uh, the lectures, or I wouldn't want to call lectures, but I, I we call it master talks with the magnum photographers or world-class photographers. Those are the highlights of where people really come and, and see the work and talk directly to these world-class photographers. I think that's one of the main things that, and like I said, we, we always bring uh, either magnum photographers or world-class photographers and some of them during, uh, during each year offer workshops. So our workshops are also one of the main things that we want to develop. The workshops is also happening. Uh, David Allen Harvey, Maggie Stever, and this week we added also uh, Tony Chirinos, which is a local photographer here, is going to be doing a, a workshop on Sunday. And then the, the, the other thing that we do is the photography, street photography contest. Uh, I think that's one of the main things that uh, we really want to do because it gives opportunity to everybody in the world to send their pictures. And, and I think the, the, the biggest value that we offer there is the, the quality of the judges that we put to look at these photographs, because we receive so many of them that we have to select, narrow it down, and we use the help of people who do street photography every day. And these are the members of street photography collectives who live and, and breathe street photography every day. And they select the finalists, uh, and, and those finalists, we, we, we create an, exhi an exhibition. Usually, the exhibition in the past years has been only those four days. Mm -hmm. But this year, because we have uh, a partnership with History Miami Museum, who is developing this, the Center for Photography, they wanted to have that exhibition up for two months. So those people that were selected as finalists are going to be on exhibit on a major gallery in here in Miami for two months and actually goes up next week, uh, next Thursday. And then we have the, the photographers, the feature photographers, select the winners from those finalists. So we're going to have, you know, uh, people who send their pictures from all over the world and they were selected as finalists. They're going to they're gonna have their picture examined by David Allen Harvey, Peter Turnley, Maggie Stever, Harvey Stein. They're going to look at their photographs and they're going to decide who is the best. And... I think that is like a two-tier type of judging that mm -hmm. makes the contest very valuable to, to, to people. And that's why I believe that what the pictures that are selected, I could say, are the best of contemporary street photography. Man, I would love to sit in that room when they're, when they're, when they're <laughs> judging. I would love to hear mm -hmm. what they have to say about those photographs, because I think that would be an edu education in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, for the contest, uh, the previous contest, what have you gained from from looking at the images that people have submitted for the contest? Because I imagine there's photography from, from all over the world that's getting submitted. Right. Um, what, what, what has surprised you? Uh, um, it surprised me uh, how widespread uh, strip photography is from all over the world. People all over the world are, are doing strip photography, and they're doing fantastic uh, work in strip photography. And I, it surprised me the, 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 the quality. You know, there's different, you know, different, uh, we, we had uh, a lot of entries. So, but I think there's some really, really good work being done out there. And I think that needs to be brought up front. And, and I think that's what we're doing. So we want to make sure people know about this great work being done. Because I think, 
uh, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, we're going to probably have these people be the, 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 the ones that set the path for, for contemporary street photography. Where is it going to go? What is it about? Mm-hmm. So I think that um, it's, it's surprising to see how many people are doing and how many people are also doing really, really good work. Yeah, I was watching some of the videos that were posted from previous events, and it was great to see the youth of the crowd mm-hmm. that was out there. That that you know that you have these young generations of photographers or, or or people who just love street photography that are really embracing it and enjoying it. Yes, exactly. I think uh, a lot of people, young people, are getting interested in this, and uh, and that's wonderful to see. That's wonderful to see. I think there's still a lot of great images to be done out there. So yeah. Now, it's been years since I've been in, in Miami. I don't want to say how long it's been since the last time I was there. But why don't you tell us about Miami as a destination for for street photography? I mean, obviously, there's the, the weather, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely an advantage year-round. But for you, what makes that city a real interesting place for a street photographer? I think Miami, uh, Miami, it's, it has certain areas that are good for street photography. I think obviously the weather is good because then you can be out there and, and shoot year round without like uh, the winter or something. But, but, but I think the winter also offers opportunities for street photography. The, I think the only thing is that sometimes it's too hot that people are not on the streets a lot. Mm-hmm. And that can be actually a drawback for people to come and to do a uh, trip story in the summer, for example, is, is a little difficult. So, but there are certain areas, and I think uh, I think you can do strip photography anywhere in the world, any any city. Obviously, Miami is not as easy as I would say New York, for example. You can just go any street, any time of day, and you can you can shoot. Uh, in Miami, it's a little bit more challenging, and I think that was one also one of the reasons why I think. When we got together with the with the club, people were you know, finding these spots, either whether it be a flea market down in Hialeah or a flea market here in Fort Lauderdale, or or specific parts of uh, of the beach, for example, the the boardwalk in Hollywood, Hollywood, where that people didn't know about, you know, and people saying, okay, well, we're just gonna do strip stuff in South Beach, and and there you all see it's just tourists. So it may not be the best. So when we had those meetings, people were coming up with, oh, I was in this particular, it's fantastic, all these people. And so I think sharing that information was really good for us too. But it's a great city. It's, it's, it can be challenging at times to, to find a lot of activity, but it's there. And I think street photography is about paying attention. And if you pay attention, you find, you find, uh, great opportunities. So. Are, are there particular parts of the city that you are really drawn to that you have an affinity for? My favorite is uh, the Hollywood Beach Boardwalk, yeah, which is actually in Hollywood between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. That, I, I, I like that area. It's a lot of activity all year round, basically. And uh, uh, In certain parts of Miami, I think uh, the Calle Ocho area, Little Havana area, very interesting. And uh, if you spend some time there, there's really some some good opportunities. Especially to eat, man. <laughs> Especially to eat, yeah. And that was another component of, uh, you know, when we get together, you know, everybody goes on their own, but then we meet two hours later at a certain restaurant and we just have a meal and and, and talk about our experiences, uh, whether, whether we got yelled at or not, <laughs> you know, and, and what did we do about it? And, uh, yeah, the social component to that as well. 
So for people who are going to be going out to this festival and maybe going to Miami for for the first time, what advice can you give them in terms of logistics, in terms of where they're staying, uh, getting around back and forth? Because it's not like Miami is like New York where you have this you know, great public transit system. So what, what are some of the what are the tips that you could provide people in terms of logistics so that when they do go there, uh, they can make the most of it? Yeah. I think it's a uh, uh, yeah. Miami is is, is not the uh, doesn't have the best uh, public transportation. We're in downtown, so downtown they have a really good metro rail, uh, metro mover that takes you all around the, the areas in downtown that people can use. So if you're in downtown and you're staying in the downtown area or peripheral, uh, it should be easy access. Where uh, the the museum is right off the the one of the stops of the metro mover. There's also a free trolley that goes around all the interesting areas during that time uh, to Wynwood and downtown and, and all the art fairs so people can use that as well. There's, we have uh, parking that is very accessible to the, this year's event. Uh, and before, in the past years, uh, parking was always a problem because we were doing it in, in the heart of Wynwood and it was a little hard to park there. But this year we have a huge parking garage um, right outside the museum, so um, and people can park there. The admission to the museum is free during that week, so people can come in and see all the exhibits there and attend all the uh, the lectures. And that was another thing, also that everything that we offer is free. We don't charge for any of it. The only thing we charge is obviously for the workshops or portfolio reviews, but everything else that we offer is free. Uh, the exhibition, the lectures, people can come in and just, and uh, it's all free. So that's, that's, uh, important to, um, to know. No, oh, that's fantastic. Well, my, my last question that I ask each guest is I ask them to recommend, uh, a photographer for our listeners to discover and explore. And it can be anyone, someone you've long admired or someone you've recently discovered. So who would that photographer be and why? Um, besides Alex Webb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like the work of uh, Constantine Manus, uh, and I, I really like yeah. mostly his work in color. And I think, to me, and I wrote about this in my blog, you know, color or, or black and white for strip photography. I shoot in color. I think life is, and that's something I learned from Jay myself, who only shoots in color. And when he was asked, why you shoot in color? And he said, because life is in color. Life happens in color. So I think Costa Manos is doing great work in color. And so I would say, yeah, um, look, at his, uh, look at his work. And where can people go to find out more about the, the workshop and, the, and if they're in the Miami area uh, about the, the, the club? They can go to our website, uh, Miami Street Photography Festival.org, and they can find their uh, list of the, all the events, um, the schedule and the workshops and uh, all the information that, that they need to, to attend the festival. Yeah, I, th- I think we put all the information there. And I, I really want to mention that uh, the festival is a, is a, is an effort of a lot of people. And sometimes I'm the only one that uh, my name comes up, but I think the people that are helping me. So I want to mention uh, Veronica Valle, who's really uh, assistant director and Lynn Kaplan also helping me with the festival. So they're, they're really, they're, their contribution is really important to, to the festival. 
Well, Juan, thank you so much for making time for me this morning. And uh, I encourage everyone who can to, uh, uh, to attend this thing. It's, it just seems phenomenal. And you're, and you're providing such a great service to, to the community. So I, just personally, I just want to thank you for, for all the effort and time uh, that you're putting into this thing. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks again for joining me. Please remember that you do make a huge difference to our show. Take the time today to write a review in the iTunes store and make a small contribution to the show. It goes a long way. To access our complete archive of interviews, download the free Candid Frame app available for Apple iOS, Android, and Windows 8. Links for each can be found in the show notes and the website at thecandidframe.com. The Candid Frame audio engineer is Martin Taylor, who you can find at theothermartintaylor.com, and our music is from Kevin McLeod, whose royalty-free music can be found at incompetech.com. The Candid Frame is a member of TWIP, a network of photo-related podcasts. You can find more great shows on your favorite topic by visiting thisweekinphoto.com. And this is Ibarian X, and this is The Candid Frame. <laughs>